Oh, you know what that means, Browns fans. Another victory Monday on the Doghouse. Your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation Dogs by Nature. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Flurjancic. Oh, baby. Five and two. Matt, we're five and two. Five and freaking two. Let's go. Victory Monday. Baker Mayfield with a franchise quarterback comeback victory. Absolutely amazing. I'm still exhausted from that back and forth. That might have been the best battle of Ohio ever. Well, it's definitely on the, the list of memorable ones, that's for sure. Um, I would put it right up there with the Derek Anderson's shootout that he had. Yeah, yeah. Oh, probably, what, 13 years ago now? I mean, it was um, it, it was a good, good win for this team. Uh, it wasn't pretty, but not all these wins are going to be pretty, and they have to win ugly sometimes, and I'm okay with that. Just wait. Uh, as long as they pull it out at the end, that's the important thing. They handled the business that they needed to handle, and they moved on. Yeah. And now they're going to get focused on going into the bye week with a, another win, hopefully, oh. against the Raiders. Wow. And Miles Garrett, another two sacks, strip sack, Ronnie Harrison with the fumble recovery. Unbelievable. Like, Miles Garrett is absolutely unbelievable. Like, Matt, if we think of defense, like, Am I wrong to say, like, we have not had anybody close since 1999? And then you got to go even back into the, the, the first incarnation of the Browns. Like, Miles Garrett, I, I don't think it's hyperbole in saying we may have the best defensive player in Browns history right now if he keeps this up, right? Like, as far as dominant, game changing, game in, game out, like, this guy's a terror. Yeah, he's pretty damn special, isn't he? Um, he's earned his cash. I'll tell you I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a guy that you could even make a comparison to. And the only one that really comes to mind for his playmaking ability in the backfield is Clay Matthews. Yeah. But even Clay, I don't think was as dominant as what we see out of miles when miles wants to, and steps up his game. He, he's untouchable. He's, he's really that good. Uh, it, it's unbelievable. And, I think one of the, and listen, we, we know the secondary and the linebackers have to be addressed. Let's not kid ourselves. But I think one of the, the things that Andrew Barry really has to target this offseason is getting Miles Garrett a true difference maker on the other side. Not to the same level as Miles Garrett. We know those guys are rare. But somebody who can do more and take advantage of when Miles is being double, sometimes triple teamed. Vernon's not that guy. Claiborne's not that guy. Just somebody, you know what I mean? Like, just somebody else that can, okay, Miles is being double teamed. Now I'm going to get you, and you're going to have to maybe try to double us and really sort of create that balance, sort of like the Steelers had with T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree. Yeah, well, those those two young men in particular are, are very special, and that's a product of the system that they've been brought into in the culture that they have. So the Browns are trying to catch up to that culture, and they've got a pretty good building block in Miles. Now they just have to figure it out from there. Um, they do definitely need that extra pass rusher because it, there will be a time where chips and blocks are going to come Miles' way, and then somebody else has to step up and yeah. make a play. Yeah, no, it's true. But uh, Miles Garrett, awesome. Denzel Ward, awesome. Uh, Ronnie Harrison, like we said again, fumble recovery. He was great. But let's go. Let, let, let's talk to the, the meat of it, Matt. Okay, this is about Baker Mayfield. This is about Bake Show. <laughs> This is about feeling dangerous. This is about getting the swag back to national media, local media, all over fans, dumping on Baker. 
Is he a fraud? Was he, is he not the real deal? Is, is the fifth year going to be picked up on his contract? Came out during the game, dude had a cracked rib, and he threw five touchdowns. Best game of his NFL career. And Matt, unbelievably, that came after an 0-5 start with an interception. And I got to admit, I'm sure you were the same way. It's like, oh boy, here we go. you know. And then he rattles off the most consecutive completions in Browns history. That was a hell of a Sunday. It was it was a nice recovery. Um, oh. I mean, going throw, uh, completing twenty twenty two of your yeah. last twenty three passes, including twenty one straight. I mean, that that's some rare company. That's I'm I'm not willing to say that he he completely won everybody over with that uh, performance, but I'm gonna say that is the type of franchise quarterback type moments that you see guys like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, mm-hmm. uh, and other talented quarterbacks be able to pull off and win. And let's be honest, this is a game that the Browns would have won probably 90 times out of 100 uh, over the last five years with Freddie Kitchens, with Hugh Jackson as their coach. The Browns would have found a way to lose this game. Lose it, yeah. And yet they came out and won this game, and Baker looked good, so everything's trending in an upward direction. Now you just got to keep it going. Well, you have that 297 yards, and that incompletion in quotations was a spike ball. I don't think they should even count that as the stat. Like, he spiked the ball. Right. Right, like, come on. Right. Come on. Like, uh, but in any case, but Matt, okay, minute six left. No timeouts. Like, this is the stuff you do backyard football when you're a kid, right? You're like, okay, got to go the 75 yards, whatever, and go down the length and win the game without Odell Beckham Jr. We'll get to that in a moment, out for the year with the torn ACLs. I'm sure you all have heard by now. But to go down and just get it done when you could not rely on the running game, which which worked to a point, but the Bengals made it so that Baker was going to have to beat them, and he did. Matt, how about that Donovan Peoples-Jones touchdown catch? Come on. Two-toe tap, two tap in the end zone. Before that, Rashard Higgins, Hollywood, had the, the, the presence of mind to roll out of bounds. Like, that's next-level stuff. Like, th- th- this is not a same old Browns, man. Like, this is, this is winning type of football and winning type of mentality. Those are mistakes that would have been made. Those are situations where mistakes would have been made. Yeah. Um, Rashard did a fantastic job. I was... I was watching the game with my father-in-law, and I, I was screaming at the TV, get out of bounds, get out of bounds. And before I could even really, really finish my thought, he rolled out, and I was like, wow, that was about as smart of a football play. I mean, you talk about good situational awareness and self-awareness to sense where you are on the field. Holy cow. Yeah. That was a beautiful play because it saved the Browns likely probably 15 seconds. Yes. And, and you can't. That's the kind of stuff that I don't think you can teach. That's either there or it's not. It's learned by doing it. And fortunately for Higgins, despite not having a really big role at any point over the last two years, stepped up in big moments and made plays. And I think that roll out of bounds was the most important one of them all. I know it sounds stupid that an eight-yard out route was going to be the the most important thing, but I really truly believe that that play – is without that we it's it's looking a lot different how the hell can you keep that guy off the field anymore matt 
How? How? You can't. You well, can't. Not, you can't really. Well, you li- literally can't now because <laughs> you eat them. Yeah. <laughs> you but, need bodies. But, like, you got him. Donovan Peoples-Jones, first three catches of his career. First one coming from Jarvis Landry, who I think has a perfect QB rating on the year. What, three for three and a touchdown. Uh, like, absolutely unbelievable from Rashard Higgins. In the absence of Austin Hooper, the tight ends, which, Matt, when Kevin Stefanski came in, we were told the system was supposed to be running back and tight end focus. The running side has the tight ends not so much. Three touchdowns from the tight ends, two of them from the rookie Harrison Bryant, who looked awesome, and then one from the Chief, who, hey, maybe maybe that ups his trade value a little bit, and he can get his wish, and uh, Browns can get him on out of here. It was one of those games where guys you'd never heard of or haven't heard from in quite a while all had opportunities to make plays. It was like almost like the defense forgot about them, and they all stepped up, which is a great sign. You want to see those guys step up and make plays. And the, the best part about that is the three guys in particular that we're talking about, and you can throw Njoku in there and make it four – Higgins, Njoku, Bryant, and Donovan Peoples-Jones, they were all draft picks by this team. Not all by this regime, but they were all draft picks. And the only way you're going to succeed in the NFL is if you figure out a way to turn your draft picks into impact players. Yep. And it it looks like the Browns – have those guys. And I'm going to give a tip of the cap to Andrew Berry and Sashi Brown for finding Higgins late in the draft. I'm going to give, you know, other credit to um, Andrew Berry specifically for finding Donovan Peoples Jones again late in the draft. Great pickup. And you, it was a, it was a great value pick at the time, and it seems like they've got a guy who can make plays in a variety of ways, and it's just so refreshing to see guys that you've invested serious draft capital in actually deliver because we've seen so much go the opposite way that this is like making you feel good about the direction that this team is heading. Well, yeah. And and for the Richard Higgins draft, Matt, we have to remember too, they drafted what, like four receivers and three aren't in the league. That seemed more like dumb luck from Sashi Brown, but who cares? Who cares? You got Higgins, you got Baker. Hey, I, I, you know what? I, I throw him under the bus or have for a very long time. I'm going to give him a, a little bit of credit on finding Higgins, like you said, kind of throwing it at the dartboard and blind luck, whatever. But still, he he found a guy that is still making an impact five years into the league when still nobody here. else is there. Yep. You're listening to the Victory Monday edition of the Doghouse. Your inside look at the Cleveland Browns, Andy McNamara, Matt Fleur, Jancic. On Twitter at AndyMC81, and you can find Matt's great work as a Cleveland sports reporter all over the scene on Twitter as well at Matt Flurjancic. Uh, so, Matt, when we look at Kareem Hunt, caught a touchdown, he was running, he was pushing. Like, Kareem Hunt was man on a mission. He looked awesome. But for Baker to go down, Matt, again, l- let's go back to that. Minute six, okay? No timeouts. I don't know about you. I thought, like, well, all right. This is uh, this is it, and we're going to have to be bummed out about losing to the Bengals and here get dumped on the whole time. Uh, the dude had a franchise quarterback moment. You want to be a franchise quarterback, you got to do stuff like this. And people saying, oh, it's the Bengals. Shut up. Shut up. It's the, the Bengals. So what? 
You beat them, didn't you? You beat them. You won. And that's what you got to do. Now, next step is to beat, you know, the Steelers or Ravens in that way if necessary. But you beat the Bengals. That's a franchise moment. And like you said earlier, now it's time to build. The past Browns and Baker included would have gotten all full of themselves and slacked off. Let's see how they do against the Raiders. This is an opportunity for them. And they're going to be sitting on this game, win, lose, or draw for two weeks. So you know that they want to come out and, and make a positive statement. And this is their opportunity to prove that, again, they can go against an up-and-coming team, a team that has played pretty well as of late, uh, despite yesterday's loss to Tom Brady, and, and go out there and show how much progress they've actually made as an organization. If they can do that, then they'd be 6-2 and two heading into the bye, oh. and they'd pretty, pretty damn well be in the driver's seat for a postseason berth. How come we, we can't have the luck of the NFC East? We have the only undefeated team in the league in the Ravens. Come on, right? <laughs> We're 5-2, and two, can't catch a break. The NFC East, nobody wants to you win mean that the damn Steel- thing. the Steelers. What, what did I say? The... The team you don't like to talk about in oh. Baltimore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you got the Ravens hanging around. The Steelers are un- undefeated. You know, Ravens off the bye. We got two of the best teams in the league in our division. But, man, and you know what? Let's give credit. Joe Burrow's damn good. Holy. This guy's a rookie. You better get your wins now because this, you know, the, the Baker and Burrow going head-to-head for the next, what, 10 years could be amazing in this battle of Ohio. That dude balled out and was one swatted pass down away from winning this thing and having his franchise QB moment. He sure was. And uh, thank goodness that Sheldrick Redwine boxed out A.J. Green on the tip drill. Because had he not been there, that ball is coming right towards the one in the eight on the deflection. And nothing good is going to happen after that. That's why... You know, I know the conventional was, oh, just bat it down, just bat it down. I think, I can't remember if it was uh, Greg Williams or Ray Horton, but one of the former Browns defensive coordinators bucked that tradition and said, hell no, I don't want him to bat it down. I don't want to deflect it and give him another chance of catching the ball. I want my guy to take it and catch it. And I was like, thank God. That is, I've been <laughs> preaching that for years. Please. Just catch the damn ball, and then you, the tip drill is a moot point because it's not going to happen. Right. Catch it, and, and you're done with it. But, Mac, what about this? Like, You see all the small corners back there, and, and Cincinnati is all the you know the big guy receivers, and I know corners, are they, they cover receivers. That's what they do. But like, unless I missed it, like, why not have like the taller guys like Najoku, like Peoples-Jones, whatever, like just tall individuals back there to jump up and try to do that, to contend with it instead of like the 5'10", corners up against these big guys because you're trusting the guys that are used to being in that situation mm-hmm. that's what i would say okay um the corners know better how to defend a pass than than a guy like Injoku or donovan people's jones but on the flip side of that point those are the guys that know how to catch well <laughs> sometimes donovan people's jones knows how to catch the ball and they can jump David, high but, 40-60 whether he could actually catch the ball. But he did make a hell of a play Ooh, yesterday. I sure will did. give him credit for that. Sure did. Man, just just a, a great game. Now, the defense, um, I, I, I think it comes down to more like Joe Woods 
our defensive coordinator, what he has to work with, like position wise, Matt, like, you know, they got after the, the quarterback. Um, it's just, I don't think you have enough talent. Like, I'm not sure what else Joe Woods is supposed to do scheme wise. I thought they left the middle of the field open way too much. They were just giving the cushion there right over the middle. I think they got to tighten that up some, but other than that, like, I just I, like uh, 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 for Andrew Barry, maybe it's part of an Ajoku trade, something like you got to try in a year that is looking like it could be special to do something to get get a linebacker, get a, a safety, a rental guy, something to shore up everything behind that defensive line. It's just not good enough. No, it's not. Our second and third level defenders are, are nowhere near where they need to be. And yeah, I know we're not healthy. Um but still, we've we've got to find a way to get out. better production, specifically on the back end. Um, I used to love seeing 23 out there when it was Joe Aiden. <laughs> I don't love seeing 23 on the field anymore. Oh. I keep wondering why they can't find a better option at safety. Um, but at some point, they're either going to get burnt by it or they're going to fix it. And I don't know if this team – is willing to trade a bunch of draft capital for a veteran. I think that's yet to be proven what their strategy is when it comes to that kind of stuff. So we'll, uh, we'll see ultimately whether they choose to go that route or whether they just stand pat and, and wait for the draft and try to get through this year, knowing that their, their chances of winning the Super Bowl weren't real good as it was. So just, keep building up towards that instead of trying to leapfrog um, the process, if you will. I don't know. I, I hear you. I'm just like, just just something better than Sendejo. You can't tell me there's nobody better you can get in a deal. Somebody with an expiring contract, sim- similar situation to Jacksonville where you got Ronnie Harrison for nothing, right? Like there's, there's just got to be something for him. Like that's, that, it, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You can't keep going because teams just target him. That's it. If, I, if I'm in opposition, yeah. Find 23, throw it there, going to be fine. Sendejo's the best guy of, of getting in on a tackle when the guy's on the ground. Best in the league. Guy's already down. Ah, I touched him. Okay. <laughs> okay, 23, good. Good for you. It's crazy. Well, at least he remembers he has to do that. <laughs> no, after someone else has already touched him. He's like, ah. Yeah. Oh, good gravy. Anyway, but you know what? Hey, 37-34, Matt. We just, you know what we said on the, the previous show? Just get a win. Get in, get out, do it whatever way necessary. They did. Baker Mayfield, franchise QB moment. How do you build off it? We will get to that on Saturday's show versus the Raiders. But real quick, Matt, let's give our game balls out, man. For the Browns, who gets your game ball? Oh, there's so many guys to choose from, but I think I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. Yep. I think he had a whale of a ball game yesterday. Um, started off very badly. Um, five incomplete, well, four incompletions and an interception. Didn't make a completion in the first quarter. And then all of a sudden takes off like a rocket. And uh, honorable mention to both Jarvis Landry and Harrison Bryant for stepping up and making the plays that they needed to make. Uh, it's no secret that Jarvis is one of my favorites on this team because he's just a guy that every football team needs to have. Oh, he's amazing. A guy who brings seemingly very little ego and goes out there and literally does everything he can to help the team win. Yeah, that's all he does. 
That's it. He, he, he's, he's just a complete team guy. Absolutely amazing. Um, for me, I, I, I think Baker Mayfield gets the game ball. Absolutely. Uh, just to mix it up a little bit, I'll give to Rashard Higgins. 110 yards, six catches, that roll out of bounds to save it, the, the, the time. So underrated, and I hope this is the start of something good because by all accounts, like, we don't know the, the guy inside the law. I don't know. Maybe he's a jerk. I don't know. Doesn't seem like it, though. And I hope he gets a chance, and it looks like he should with Odell Beckham Jr. out for the year with the torn ACL, unfortunately, so OBJ is gone, um, to shine and really sort of flash it back maybe to that 2018 Baker Mayfield, Matt, where, you know, he just distributed the ball. You know, 10 different receivers got touchdowns that year, something like that. It was spread out, and it just looked like a better rhythm. And maybe we get back to that now. Yeah, I mean, you never want to see a guy no, go down with a uh, serious injury like that because that pretty much wipes him out till at least probably the end of training camp, if not the first part of the 2021 season because of the timing of it. But, um, yeah, I think maybe this could be – I don't want to say a blessing in disguise, but maybe this could be the opening that Baker needs to get back to the the ball distributor that made right. him so successful in 2018, the point guard, if you will, just pass it to the open guy Yeah, and not having to force it. And more importantly, I think just mentally, it's going to be a break for this whole team because they don't have to focus on, shoot, how do we get Odell the ball? How do we keep Odell interested? How do we do this? How do we do that? That's kind of a media creation anyway, but now they don't have to answer those questions anymore. Don't gotta worry and now that. they can just think about what they need to do. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. It's true. Folks, let us know who gets your game ball for the Browns 37-34 win over the Cincinnati Bengals. They're 5-2. and two. Unbelievable. Let us know who gets your game ball at AndyMC81, at Matt Fleurjancic on Twitter. Matt will be back Saturday to get y'all ready for the Raiders and see if the Browns can go into the bye at 6-2. and two. I can't believe we're saying it. It's amazing. Good stuff, buddy. We'll talk to you on Saturday. Sounds good, Andy. Have a good rest of your week, buddy. Oh, you too, man. And to all of you, Victory Monday, Browns win. Enjoy it. Feel good. Let's go. You've been listening to The Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns.